Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hayes will be with you on your Saturday morning. What a week and a bit of sport it's been, but particularly the last week. As I welcome you in, Paul. Hey, good day, Beeb. Great to be with you. Another big week in sport, wasn't it? Uh, plenty of cricket going on. The Aussies, the Indians. It's looking like it's going to be a fantastic series, but we need to get straight into our dig. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, we certainly do. Now, you've come into the studio a huff and a puff. Tell me why. I'm not sure what's going on with the hockey ruse right now. Now, uh, there's been some players that haven't been selected in their Olympic year, the hockey ruse team going forward. Now, we're not talking about just any players. We're talking about Rachel Lynch, the goalkeeper, who's been outstanding and was voted one of the best players in the world in recent times. Georgina Morgan, another one that's obviously been a star player. And there's former players that are telling me that this isn't occurring because of lack of form or class or age or anything to do with that. It's to do with what has been going on with the culture and there's been an ongoing investigation that will obviously get towards its conclusion very shortly. But those two girls have now sought legal advice to be reinstated to the team. They're appealing being dropped from the team. I'm not sure I've ever heard of that, but clearly they have some grounds here because many within the industry and without and outside the injury beaver believe that they should be selected in this squad. Something's gone amiss here. It's been going on for too long and maybe they just need to cut it back and start again. This is um, an example of something. I'm not suggesting that what's happening at Hockey Australia is what happened at USA Gymnastics. But in terms of the the fact that you've got people who are clearly qualified and clearly at a level where they should, some would argue, or definitely could be representing their country and they're not getting picked for things, as you say, that seem to be non playing related this is something that's coming out a lot more in sport of course we had usa gymnastics there's plenty of other codes as well now hockey australia we date back you know probably the better part of a decade the 2012 olympics there was culture issues around swimming australia as well why is it that sporting organizations can't get can't get it together why, why do these things keep coming up Hayes? i'm not sure but the players aren't happy and they're talking about a player revolt and that serves no real purpose because we're not that far out from the olympic games and these Players need to be working together, working on their cohesion so they can give themselves the very best chance. But in a world where we have the organisation bodies like WACE and like the AIS, it belies belief that we can still have so many cultural problems, particularly in an era where feedback from players generally has been a massive shift in recent times. Looking at what you said, there's potential of players basically just boycotting and and saying we're not going. But in an Olympic year... Part of me feels as though that is not an empty throw. I believe that the players would do it if it got to that point. But I feel like the next tier below, there would be certain people who would go, hey, you mean I get to play in an Olympics? And I feel like there'd be people who would take that opportunity. Um, now, would they go on to, to be competitive for medals at the Olympics? Probably not if we're without, let's say, our best 10, 11, 12, 15 players, whatever the case may be. But I'm not sure what that accomplishes in the short term. Oh, nothing to for these girls. No, because nothing. many of them have spent eight to 12 years trying to get mm. to the pinnacle of their sport. But 
Something needs to be done right now. It's not a happy camp, and I can't wait to see the full results of the investigation that's going to occur. This is Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hayes will be with you. Jeremy Lowliga Hayes, he was good enough to catch up with yourself and Carl Langdon earlier in the week. Great news, the Perth Wildcats, they will be playing games right here in Perth. That chat with Jeremy Lowliga, the Commissioner of the NBL, up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Earlier in the week, it was really the big news of the week, apart from probably the cricket getting underway. It was that the NBL announced their upcoming 2021 season schedule. Jeremy Lowlegger, the commissioner of the NBL, was good enough to join our very own Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon earlier in the week. How are you, mate? I'm very, very well. Very pleased to get this uh, season announcement underway and looking forward to some basketball in the not-too-distant future. Well, the big thing is, is that for us over here on the 15th of January, you've named the grand final rematch as the restart for the Red Army to get their voices going. Absolutely. Not a bad one to kick the season off, is it? I reckon there's going to be a a bit of heat in that one and uh, I think it'll be... As close to capacity as regulations will allow on that Friday night there in January 15. It all kicks off on January 10. A big game between Melbourne United and South East Melbourne Phoenix. Now, how difficult has this been, Jeremy, given what you've been through over the last couple of months? Uh, look, it's been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, but we, we couldn't be more pleased to actually get the jigsaw pieces to fall into place, at least for the time being. And uh, You've got, to, you've got to actually bite the bullet at some point and make a start. So that's what we're doing. We're really excited about the season that's, uh, that's going to unwrap before us. The talent is as good as it's ever been and, in fact, potentially better because of the fact that Australia is seen as such a prime destination at the moment for basketballers from all around the world. I can tell you people are absolutely knocking the doors down trying to get in and play in the NBL this season. Yep, it certainly seems that way. Now, how many different models would have you have done up over the last couple of months in terms of where games are going to be played? You would have considered different hubs and the like. Many, many different models, and, and you still have to have all kinds of contingencies in place because who knows what's going to happen next, and we continue to be surprised by how quickly things change. But let's cross our fingers and hope that they continue to change for the better. Um, we're certainly anticipating having fans in in most, if not all, of our venues from the very beginning of the season and cross our fingers and hope that that's true of the entire season. And you, you spoke about hubs then. We haven't ruled out the possibility of a hub and we've been speaking with a number of states, but we are still progressing towards the possibility of having a hub for a period of time which would allow us to play an accelerated schedule of games for a period there. You're still going to have challenges across the season, of course, with what happened in Sydney today and also the ability for you to have rolling fixtures and the venue availability still not set in stone. No, that's correct. I mean, there are some challenges around the country and, in fact, internationally, of course, we've got the New Zealand Breakers who are going to relocate to Australia for at least the beginning of the season. We're very hopeful of being able to get them back over to New Zealand and play some home games in front of their fans over there, probably in the second half of the season. But until then, we're happy to play host of them here in Australia. Um, of course, we're seeing border restrictions changing by the by the day and by the week all around the country. So we're all going to have to be flexible. We all know that going into it. And we've We've had a good lead-in now to be able to get our heads around how other sports have done it. Um, We've had really productive conversations with state governments and health departments around the country, and we we think we're prepared to, to take on whatever may come. 
Speaking about some of the other sports, there's been a bit of friction between Channel 7 and also Cricket Australia. What about your relationship with your broadcasters, SBS, ESPN and also Sky Sports over there in New Zealand? How much of a part do they play in trying to get this fixture released? Uh, they've been wonderful in basically accommodating the, the changes, obviously the late start to the season, but then also the, the, the changes around some of our timing and scheduling, playing potentially games on an accelerated basis if we do end up in a hub. They've been absolutely fantastic in accommodating us and we're still looking forward to every game being available live uh, on ESPN and SBS um, by Slant and, of course, on SBS On Demand here in Australia. It's a unique thing to be able to say that every game is available live and for free to all of our fans around the country on SBS On Demand, no matter what time of day it is. More of NBL Commissioner Jeremy Laliga coming up. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Continuing our chat from earlier this week with the NBL Commissioner, Jeremy Laliga. Now, how does free agency work? Because Will Magne goes to New Orleans. He's been released by the Brisbane Bullets. He's been signed by the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, it's described as a two-way NBA contract. He's only 22 years of age. How, how does that work? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not so much a matter of free agency. The, the, um, you will find that a lot of players have what's called an NBA out clause. And if they do end up uh, getting an offer to go and play for an NBA team, most of our clubs are, are really happy for that to be the case and they, they wish them well and send them on their way to, to realise their dream of playing in the big dance. So, look, Will goes with the, the best wishes of the Brisbane Bullets and, uh, you know, we may see him back in the NBL one day. It's, it's a strange one to almost be thinking, I hope we don't, at least not until the tail end of his career. And, you know, we've, we've had the great man Andrew Bogut retire earlier this week. Maybe Will Magno can replicate his footsteps and have a, a long and successful career in the NBA and hopefully return to the NBL one day. You asked a question about a two-way. It's a really interesting situation in the US this year. A two-way contract usually means that you split your time between an NBA team and their, their G League affiliate team. This year, we're still waiting to see how many G League teams there are going to be. The G League is playing, but they're going to have uh, they're going to allow teams to opt out if they don't want to play the season. And uh, I suspect that we could see Will spending quite a lot of time with the Pelicans senior roster. Now, Jeremy, as the NBL commissioner, have you seen the Jack Jumpers coming along? Oh, they're, they're, well, they've got a, they've got a long way to go. The Jack Jumpers, in terms of filling their roster, they're of course not in until the following season. But, uh, they're going incredibly well in terms of membership numbers. They're flying, and uh, I think yeah, I think they're already planning ahead to some pretty big signings for the following season. We've certainly heard rumours about some big names looking at it. They're, at the moment, they're recruiting for a very important role, and that is the role of head coach. And I can tell you there's been plenty of uh, interest out of the US as well as here in Australia. Now, what about the Hawks? Are they changing their name back? Because there was some talk that they wanted to include Illawarra in the name again. Is that... Right or wrong? It's certainly on the table for discussion. And uh, they've put the challenge out to their fans that they want to be able to justify to the NBL that the name should remain Illawarra. So we're going to consider that in the, in the coming weeks and months. Um, they've put the challenge to their, to their local constituents and said, show us how badly you want it, which is a, a really interesting idea. I mean, the, the new owners came on board after we'd already announced that the name would be changing, or I think the decision had been made and it was announced at the same time as the change of ownership. Um, so good on them for, for giving it a crack, and uh, let's, let's hope that the fans get behind it. 
plenty more coming up with Jeremy on the other side. Hazel asking about Andrew Bogan and also a potential grand final date. Will the Wildcats be involved? Stay with us here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Hope you're having a wonderful Saturday morning wherever you are in Western Australia. The NBL Commissioner Jeremy Lolega has got a few more minutes with you this morning, Paul Hazelby. You mentioned Andrew Bogut before in his retirement. Did that take you by surprise? And can you give us some comments about what he's meant to the competition here in Australia, given his global appeal? Oh, I can't say it took me entirely by surprise in the sense that he, he always said it was a possibility. So I guess we were prepared for the fact that when, when he didn't sign straight away again with the Sydney Kings, that it was obviously something he was considering. But um, look, he, as I said earlier, he's an absolute legend not just of the sport, but of Australian sport. He's one of the finest to ever pull on the green and gold, certainly for the Boomers, but for uh, any Australian team. He's done the country proud in terms of the service that he's done at Olympics and World Championships and the like, but also you know, he was the number one draft pick in the NBA. We, we sometimes forget that now that it happened 15, 16 years ago, the first Australian to ever been taken number one. And then you know, he, he came up through the NBA when we were still finding our feet in terms of how we could support it over here. We didn't get a lot of live NBA back in the days when Andrew Bogut was first playing. And sometimes people forget how much of hardship he overcame in terms of injuries to go on to such a stellar career. And, you know, we're privileged to have had him in the NBL for the last couple of seasons. It was an honour to see him play his craft. Um, And we're, we're so pleased that he came back and um, finished up his career here in Australia. Last question for me about the grand final. When do you propose the Perth Wildcats will be playing in that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that question. And uh, look, oh, you'd be a brave man to bet against them because uh, all the weight of history would suggest that they'll be there again. But um, look, we, we are anticipating an end to the season uh, around June, I would expect. And we do have somewhat of a hard deadline that we've got to finish by because we've got a a whole plethora of young talent who will be wanting to head to the the NBA and show off their skills at Summer League if it happens in 2021. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns, but I can tell you that we have so much talent over here that will want to audition on the big stage. And we are hoping to kick off our following season in October of this year and see if we can get back into our regular cadence. So, of course, we need to give everyone a bit of an off-season and a break. So we think we're going to rule a line under it come June. There we have it, NBL Commissioner. Jeremy Lowliga Hayes, stoked to see that we've got, uh, of course, a schedule for the NBL moving into 2021. Even better, of course, that we'll be having live games played right here in Perth. The Wildcats, they will have to travel at some points, but good to see they'll be getting at least a few games. And if things keep tracking the way they are with COVID, hopefully the entire NBL season will be able to go in its traditional fly-in, fly-out fashion for every team, not just the Wildcats, of course, but every team. Uh, What a great result that would be for a sport that was thriving before COVID, and hopefully it can continue to strive under the leadership of, of course, Jeremy Lowliga and Larry Kesselman once the season gets underway in about six weeks' time. It's going to creep up very, very quickly. That's all we've got time for on another edition of Off the Bench. We'll catch you again next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.